0: You know, um, we've been talking about leadership and, uh, you know, love and character. Um, the thing I want to focus on here uh, is this, uh, this character part. Um, a leader is a person who's not perfect but has integrity. And, and what in- I mean by integrity is they are the same person when they put their head on the pillow that they are in public. You know, there's no um, there's no problem with uh, I mean, you know who they are, Um, you know, like uh, one of the things is a president is is somebody who's very humble behind the scenes. He's a he's very brash in public, but behind the scenes, he's very humble and um, he's very, very much a humble man, but he's a very smart man. And, um, you know, that's part of his jersey in him. Uh, I understand that being from New Jersey I understand a lot of it and, and regardless of what you think of him um you know and I'm not telling you forcing you to vote for him I'm just saying uh, I've already voted and, uh, and I'm not going to tell you who I voted for but um you know the 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 point is the point I'm trying to make is that a leader is a man of character he is a man who's going to um not so much in public have this character but he's in private. He has this. He has a character. He's he's a man of integrity. He's a, he's a woman of integrity, um, regardless. And I'm going to point out a couple of folks today. And one is Joseph. Um, you know, another one is Joshua. Uh, another one will end up being Daniel if we end up having time. Um, another thing about a leader is they never look at problems. They're 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 not oblivious. To problems, but they don't focus on problems. Their focus, knowing a situation, their focus is to is to diffuse panic, to diffuse um, anxiety, and hey, we're, we're going for solutions here. We're not focusing on the problem. We're going to focus on the solution. Okay, and a lot of leaders have a problem focusing on solutions for their own lives. Because they're too busy focusing on solutions for everybody else's life, and uh, and, and 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 these are two things that I want to uh, look at today uh, in, uh, in 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 this process with uh, with um, Joseph, Joshua, and uh, and Daniel. I mean Joseph, you can go to the uh, toward the uh, toward the end of um, of Genesis and read all about him. Joseph, as a young man, as a young boy. Um, was sent by his father to find out how the sons were, other sons were doing. Um, now Joseph was the favored son of Jacob because he was the firstborn of Rachel, the woman that he loved. Okay, the wife that he loved, uh, Joseph was the firstborn and he just adored this one. Now you remember Rachel had, um, had a hard time conceiving. And, uh, and, and she cries out to, uh, she cries out to Jacob and says, um, and says, give me children or I'll die. And he goes, well, who am I? Am I God that I can make you, you know, that, that I can make your womb open. You know, I'm sure he was doing his part, but nothing was happening for her. And, uh, and then, so God looked down with mercy upon her and gave her children. And Joseph was his firstborn. So, so, um, he ended up sending Joseph out to find the other brothers and he found them. And, um, you know, and he goes, oh, he's here to spy on us, you know, seeing that we're not doing a good job. Um, yeah, that's right, Hilda, that the that the um, the leader is, this, is, a, is a person. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get into this in just a second. So Joseph has a dream that his brothers are bowing down to him. Um, he was a star and all the other stars. Bowed down to him, um, and his father. You know, his father was the uh, moon or whatever it was, and then he was bowing down to his star. So Joseph had this dream, and Joseph shared the dream. Uh, and I'm not sure that Joseph did it out of arrogance. I think he did it because he was like, "What does this dream mean? I have no idea what this dream means." And so that's how jo- That's how it's all born out. That's how it's all beginning. And so Joseph has this deal. He goes out, and his brothers uh, his brothers conceive an idea to kill him, and you know, so they well, we'll just throw him in the pit, and if he dies, he dies. And 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 like one of his brothers was like, no, we can't do this, you know, like come on. And he was looking to save his brother later. They were going to put him in the pit. His brother was going to come and take him out and rescue his life. And um, but what happened was a, a band of um, <clears throat> people came, caravan, and uh, so his brothers sold Joseph into this caravan, and they were, because the caravan was going to Egypt, and then whatever happens to him, happens to him. They took his his multicolored cloak, which I believe is a symbol of the promises of God. Uh, whenever you have many colors or a rainbow, um, which has been uh, stolen, um, when you have this rainbow, it, it, it's a symbol of a promise, that God is giving, and that He is a God who will fulfill that promise. And so they 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 sold Joseph. They cut up a goat and they poured the blood on the on the um, on the on the cloak and brought it to the father, and the father's devastated. All right, but Joseph, um, Joseph gets sold to Potiphar, and in Potiphar's house, Joseph, being full of the Spirit of God. Um, was someone who Potiphar trusted him so much that he didn't even concern himself with anything else. He put Joseph in charge and didn't, you know, wasn't concerned about it. He had things that he was concerned about, his wife and his other, you know, his, his, his lordship, but, but um, he was not concerned about Joseph because he trusted Joseph. That's a man of character. You know, even when Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce Joseph, Joseph, I can't do this to my to my Lord. you know he trusts me with everything. he trusts me. How can I do this to him and so in recognizing this and 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 this is what I want to get at in recognizing what is what is Joseph's heart, Potiphar was able to trust him. But then because he wouldn't have sex with, with Potiphar's wife, uh, Potiphar ended up throwing him in jail. I mean, Potiphar's wife uh, took his robe because, you know, uh, Joseph ran out without his robe. And, um, <clears throat> and also, he, uh, he, so it looked like he tried to rape uh, Potiphar's wife. You know the story. And then eventually, Joseph gets thrown in prison. Now, what happens in prison is interesting. If it was me, I'd probably be depressed, discouraged, like, God, what are you doing to me? You know, you're, you're killing me here. And, um, and, and, and Joseph ended up turning that prison uh, into a place of hope. Uh, he, he, he made it so much that the prison guard, the, the, the guy who was in charge of the prison, put Joseph in charge of everything and didn't care. He didn't have a concern about whether or not it was going to work out. He knew it was going to work out. That's a man of character. Joseph then um, interprets a couple of dreams, and they both come true, one for the cupbearer and the other one for the baker. Um, <clears throat> I have fun with it. I go to butcher the baker and the candlestick maker. Uh, but, he, but, he has, but he interprets their dreams. And then a couple of years later, when the uh, cupbearer uh, understands a Pharaoh had a dream, he says, "Hey, there's a guy in prison." who can interpret this dream. And so Joseph comes out. They have to remove the smell from him. Understand that he still smelled. He still uh, looked like a prisoner. And they had to clean him up and they had to wash him up so he can be presented to the king. So hear this. Jesus sends his blood to wash you to make you smell good so that you can be presented to the king. Okay, presentable. Of the king so he goes in and he goes well i'm just a man but god is the interpreter of dreams interprets the dream and uh, and he says pharaoh what you should do is that you should put somebody in charge of the grain for the seven years of of, of abundance so that when the seven years of of, uh, of famine comes you have more than enough so he they did they said well who, who better than you so joseph does it and makes Potiphar uh, makes pharaoh he's second in charge of the entire kingdom I mean, this is something when a, a man can be walking around in bitterness and anger and I'll get you back. When you work with a, a man, when, when you are a man of character and you understand where your blessing comes from, God uses that. <clears throat> so then obviously, the, you know, you know the story, the, 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 uh, the abundance comes, they have plenty and then the famine comes and then everybody's selling off their stuff to get food and Pharaoh became the richest man in the universe at that, or the, 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 the world at that time. And then eventually Jacob comes and you see Joseph, who had no inkling to get his brothers back. His brothers were afraid. When Jacob died, his brothers were like, oh no, now that dad's dead, maybe he'll scheme to kill us and get us back. So, well, when, before father died, he said this. And Joseph goes, listen, just relax. All right? You didn't send me here. God sent me here to preserve our family and to preserve uh, our people. That's it. Joseph had no animosity. He had no anxiety. He had no anger. He may may have been frustrated, but he didn't have the stuff that, that, um, that, that, that beat him that would have taken him out. God trusted him. And then we have Moses, okay? And and it's interesting because Moses was placed in the palace so that when he turned and tried to become like his people, like the Jews, in slavery... And when they were set free, they needed somebody who lived in freedom, who knew how to live in freedom, to walk slaves through their freedom. And he he has this man, Joshua. Now, it's interesting. There's a verse um, where, where God says, uh, My angel will go before you, and my name is in him. And so to me, that says that he knew Joshua, which is Yahshua, uh, which is the Jewish name for deliverer, is a Jewish word for deliverer, Joshua, Moses must have known something, and Joshua was his right-hand man. Remember when they sent the ten out, and two came back, uh, uh, the, the, the spies out, two came back with a good report, it was Joshua and Caleb. It was Joshua that was standing outside the tent of meeting when Moses was meeting with the Lord, and and and, and was protecting the cloud of glory that fell, Leviticus 9. Joshua was standing outside and the cloud falls down and then the people uh, all fell on the ground with a shout of joy. What am I saying here? Joshua had to keep his keep his integrity through all this stuff. Moses went up into the mountain for forty days. Joshua was standing at the foot at the um, what we would call uh, would be the um, with the campsite, and then down further, Aaron was down there and they were making a gold golden calf. Joshua was on the mountain waiting for Moses to come down. All both times that Moses went up there. Joshua was a man of integrity. Aaron had to lie his way through, but Joshua was the man who led the Israelites into the promised land and you know uh later late in the book of Joshua, it says, "Not one promise of the Lord failed." Joshua knew something about God because when they took the when they took the um the uh, Banned stuff from uh, the, the the lands, the tribes. He got mad. He goes, "What are you guys doing?" Remember when they got out of AI? They took they took some of the spoils, but it, uh, some of it was contraband. And now, lastly, I want to talk about talk about Daniel. Isn't it interesting? that all three of these men were prisoners at one point. They were, they were captives at one point. And here's Daniel. The king says, eat the meat that was sacrificed. And Daniel goes, no, I'm not going to do it. A lot of people use that for, uh, to, to become vegetarians and all that stuff. But, but the reason why was because of what the, the, the meat represented and they were not going to stand, and, and Daniel was not going to stand for that. They could have eaten other meat, but, but Daniel says, "No, I'm not going to eat your meat." Watch. And then so Daniel goes on this this thing with his um, with with his um, people, and then all of and then they come out better looking than these other ones. And I believe that was because they didn't, they they, they weren't going to compromise by eating meat sacrificed to idols. Okay. Daniel, he wasn't a man of vengeance, he wasn't a man of anger or reaction, he was a man of, of integrity, he was a man of action. He was young, but he had a ton of integrity. And so I'm saying all of this, and then eventually uh, Daniel becomes, um, you know, he, he was the one that uh, that that was able to uh, interpret uh, the dreams. He was the one that was um, <clears throat> the, uh, the the one in charge of the um, uh, the magicians or the magi, and uh, and some people believe that the magi in in uh, Luke uh, chapter one and two, um, <clears throat> those magi were descendants of these that uh, they went to Daniel's school of of understanding the sky and understanding uh, the stars and, and what they all mean. And that's why they came. I don't know that answer. I wasn't there. But it's an interesting thought. If he had no integrity, Nebuchadnezzar would have never listened to him. Cyrus would have never listened to him. Darius would never have listened to him. He was a man of no compromise. A leader never compromises. Never compromises what is true. I remember in um, in the movie Chariots of Fire when they were looking at Eric Little's father, he says, "Oh, never compromise. Compromise is the language of the devil. Never compromise. Don't compromise God's values for favor. It's not going to work." The problems that we are having in our nation today are a direct result of our, my generation being asleep on, our, on the watch. Abortion was legalized on my generation's watch. Prayer out of schools and, and getting the Pledge of Allegiance out of the school was done on, on my generation's watch. And now our republic is in danger of losing its freedoms to to radical socialism and communism on our watch. And we can't let it happen. Folks, we have to take a stand. We have to be people of integrity. People, when we put our head on the pillow, are the same ones that we are when we're in public. You know, I, don't, I just don't, I don't just share the gospel. I don't just share what uh, this information on the internet, on a platform where nobody has access. To. I do it all around. When I'm at Walmart, when I'm at Winco, when I'm at all these places, I may go into Applebee's, uh, you know, when <clears throat> at times, and or, or I'll go to a burger place. And I'm the same guy in there as I am out of there, and I'm the same guy when I put my head on the pillow as you see right here. Just as an aside, our republic has given us the freedom to vote. We're not a democracy, we're a republic. And they've given us this, this privilege to vote. <clears throat> and many people don't. I know people, a, a lot of them actually, says, what difference does my vote count in California? By the time it gets here, the president has already been decided. I said, well, so what? Let your voice be heard. And don't complain if it's not the way you want it. There's still measures on the ballots. There's still other things that you can vote for. I'm telling you, vote. Vote. When Governor Gregoire in Washington state stole the election uh, and manipulated the election, her two terms, both of them, over Dino Rossi, I did my part. I voted. And I believe that there was corruption in the voting that gave her that election, gave her both of those elections. I mean, they found out that dead people voted, that felons voted. All of a sudden, they found ballots, dogs voted. this corruption has happened. And we need the people of God to be people of God and stand up and rise up for this time. God has already given you all the tools that you need to lead. Whether you're leading your family, Whether you're leading people, whether you own a business, whether you're a manager, God has given you that ability. A lot of things I'm learning now I wish I had known 20 years ago. I would have managed better. I would have pastored better. I would have husbanded and fathered better. and just by by just by what i've learned if you stick with the word of god you can't go wrong did you hear me if you stick with the word of god you cannot will not go wrong the bible is so much better than our understanding and god is bigger than our understanding of it and that's why we need to have fellowship and relationship With him. Character is a big deal when it comes to leadership. Having this do as I say, not as I do mentality, no good. Doesn't work. And eventually, you'll get beat up. God is not going to have liars lead. And all will be shouted from the rooftops, the Bible says. Everything done in secret is going to be shouted from the rooftops. All the narcissistic husbands, all the narcissistic wives, manipulators, emotional manipulators and everything, they're all going to be exposed. The domestic abusers are going to be exposed if they're not exposed already. The pedophiles will be exposed. The child molesters will be exposed. You're not getting away with this. you hear me? No one is getting away with it. We quote the verse a lot. And Jesus, you know, Jesus quoted it, Isaiah 61, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. We say that, the favorable year of the Lord. But we don't quote the part that says the day of vengeance of our God. That wasn't just the salvation. God's coming. God's coming. If it, As it was in the days of Noah, man, they got away with all this stuff. You think we're bad. God flooded an entire earth and got rid of humanity except for eight people. Don't take God lightly. There's no one to be trifled with. That's why they say fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That doesn't just mean revere and honor. It also means be afraid of them. You're not going to get away with it. The pastors who are committing adultery with their secretaries and their church people, they're going to be exposed. Community chapel up in, up in the Seattle area years ago was exposed for it. The pastors who are, uh, the, the, the youth leaders who are molesting the, the youth and the underage, they're going to be exposed. The business owner who's sleeping around with his secretary or with his uh, business partner or whatever, it's, it's being exposed. I'm praying about whether or not I should <laughs> say the next line, <laughs> the next thing I was going to say. That's why we need to all come to the blood of Jesus, to the sacrifice of the cross, to recognize that God is not a man that he can lie, nor is he a fool that he can be trifled with. God is God the creator of the universe who's not locked into time and space, and just because you can't see him, and can I say just because you can't feel him, does not make him non-existent. God's watching you and you know it. A friend of mine sent me a text yesterday. And I want to repeat the text, this part of the text right now. He said that God didn't create you for worry. God did not create you for worry. God created you to be Esther's. God created you to be Joshua's. God created you to be Daniel's. God created you to be... um, His body on earth. And it's time that we rise up. It's time that we be who we're supposed to be. It's time that we share the gospel with our neighbors, our friends, people at the store, praying for them in wheelchairs, praying for them when they're driving those scooters around the store, giving them hope. Giving words of knowledge to people, letting them know that God cares about them, that God sees them. God doesn't watch little old lonely me. Well, this is what God says: When you were seven years old, you were in, you were on the swing, and somebody pushed you too hard and you fell off the swing, and at, from that point on, you felt like you couldn't trust anybody. God's healing you of that. Will you be misunderstood? Of course. Jesus was. What makes you think you're going to get out of it? But does that mean the misunderstanding is correct and true? I mean, what was was misunderstood? A lot of people misinterpret my motives. A lot of people misinterpret what I say because of how I say it. Does that make what I say or, ha- or does that make what I say wrong? Maybe I could say things better. So father today I thank you for the ones that are watching and the ones that will watch later. Pray for this uh, woman Colleen and her husband, God, that you would deliver him from alcohol. I pray, God, that what happened at the uh, at the Welsh revival will happen right now in this man, that he won't need alcohol, and in fact that the alcohol would have no effect on him, and won't be able to numb his hurt and his pain and keep him from escaping. Pray for Colleen's body that this MS would submit to the name of Jesus. Pray for financial needs to be met. I ask you for physical needs. These two children that, uh, that are friends of mine that, that are uh, uh, with brain tumors. Heal them, Jesus. Raise them up. People in the South that, that were devastated by this uh, hurricane. Homes lost. Pray for restoration for them. I pray for loneliness to be gone. The Lord gave me a word last night. I heard this and I wanna speak it out again. And that was, this is not your lot in life. This isn't your lot in life. God has bigger plans. God has plans to give you a future and a hope. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And God's restoring hope in you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for watching. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless you.